Time for another episode of From the Bench with Dench. I'm your host, Denny Rittenhouse. Welcome to From the Bench with Dench, your host, Denny Rittenhouse, and uh, we start season two of uh, The Bench with episode one, the same way we ended season one with Highland head coach Jimmy Warnicky in studio and uh, coach. Time is a thief. Here we are, just like that again, isn't it? It comes quick, doesn't it? It, it sure does. So, uh, hey, I, I appreciate you uh, popping in. I know it's a crazy time of year for you. Um, and before we jump into the, the Highland season and the schedule, an exciting one, by the way, I think, um, in, in uh, the specifics there, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about that magic that happened this past April. Now, me as a fan, um, just watching the NFL draft, um, you know, I had the pleasure of calling a couple of Sam's games in football, a lot of his games in basketball, got to, to know him and watch him mature as an athlete and um, talk to the family here and there and broadcast his sisters, just a terrific family. Myself, um, watching that um, in my living room right down here, I welled up when, when I, I heard his name called. I can't imagine the euphoria you had to feel that night. I, I'm just so proud of him. I mean, like so many people that have um, been on that road that he's traveled all, all the way uh, to where he is now. I mean, uh, just extremely proud. You want to see good things happen to people who do it the right way. And, uh, you know, from his family and how they raised him and his siblings and how they pushed him uh, and how he went about it in the weight room uh, on the practice field, uh, right, whether it was June, July. Uh, he did everything. He held himself accountable, his teammates, and um, it doesn't always work out for people doing things the right way. So it was really good to see that work out for him. And it seems like kind of all the stars aligned, you know. And and uh, but man, he put in the work. Yeah, yeah. And he's that's where it he, starts. He, he certainly did, and and that's uh, evident. And it's evident in everything you see, even since then. Uh, the reports coming out of Detroit are just glowing every time you read something about him, and uh, uh, he's trying to temper some some of that talk when the, sure. you see it. It's like, uh, uh, but it's I think it's a, a result of what you just said. He yeah. seems to do everything right. Yeah, uh, yeah, and just uh, this is a complete package. I mean, really, when you look at it, and uh, you know, he, he's doing a great job. I think right now, and I, I may reach out to him every once in a while. I don't want to bother him. He's got so many so many things going on, but. Um, I texted him the other day, he's just trying to keep the eye on the prize, you know. Um, so just sticking to the process, you know, over and over. So, yeah. Now, rumor had it that, um, uh, and anybody who spent five minutes in Highland with, um, and knows a Warnicky knows you guys bleed Green Bay, uh, green and, and golden. Rumor has it Lucas Van Ness, our first round pick, was immediately working the war room in Green Bay. To say, pick Laporta. You won't regret it. If uh, you're after a tight end, you've got to get this guy. And then Detroit swoops in and, and takes him a couple couple selections before Green Bay comes up again. A division rival. How can the Warnicky family handle this? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I, I tell you this for Father's Day. Uh, my, my three boys and, and my wife got me uh, my first jersey that wasn't a Green Bay Packers yeah. <laughs> jersey. And uh, it was Detroit Lions, and I put that thing on as proud as a peacock. You yeah. know? So, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll root for the Packers, except when they're playing the Lions, yeah. I guess. That's how it's going to work now. So, 
Yeah, yep, uh, that, that, that's funny. Um, and one other thing along this line is, is Coach Hawkins reached out and said, uh, welcome to the club. I'm getting somebody to the big league. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> you know, I think, uh, you know, I, when, when Oda Rizzi got picked, um, I'm not sure what overall he was. I don't want to mis, uh, misquote that. But uh, it's just hard to believe that uh, in a small town like Highland, you can have two guys in their respective sports go to the highest level yeah. at, at, at the level at where they did where they were selected i mean it just goes it brings validity not that you're that odorizzi's and laporta's are all over this town or neighboring towns but it sure does give validity to kids that if you put the work in you know that that it can happen and i think that's the best uh thing that resonates in our community you know and, and how, how how they've changed things they've changed changed baseball in this town Sam has, has, has changed. I mean, you look at our numbers, right? For yeah. our youth football camp, I'm usually around 60 kids. I had 136 this year. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's not by coincidence. Right. So, right. Um, you know, it's just uh, giving back yeah. through the work that they put in. Well, uh, another it, another reflection of that is, is um, you look at a kid like Jeff Hartlib then that comes along a few years after Oda Rizzi in baseball and just works his tail off. Yeah. And uh, lo and behold, he's still hanging around just got called up uh, uh, in the last week or two to Miami. Oh, so, great. Uh, um, you know, he's on their active roster now, seen some action since then. So, but I think that's a direct result of what you just spoke about, the example um, that, that Jake said in, in putting in the work and, and, and stuff. So, And it's like breaking down barriers, you know. I, you know, I, no, no one ran a, a seven-minute mile or six-minute mile until someone beat it, right? Well, then someone beat it again and someone beat it again. So we were structured and wired to have – you know, validity to do things sometimes, and you know, that's, that's what those two did within their respective sports. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is uh, very, very cool. And so uh, we look forward to this NFL season like none we have in quite some time. I know. Yes, sir. I, I share that uh, same feeling. So, so that's cool. Now, now let, let's turn a, a little bit to to Highland, and. Uh, and I watched the show quarterback on uh, the series um, uh, on, on cable. I don't remember what it was, Amazon or somebody. Uh, had that show and talking about quarterbacks. And I, I, something that resonated with me in, in listening to Patrick Mahomes. Here he is. He had, at that time had one Super Bowl in, under his belt. But he, he makes the comment, and you hear this from coaches from time to time, is, yeah, the Super Bowl is nice, but those losses stick with you uh, much longer than, than mm-hmm. the wins. Is that kind of how you feel about how last season ended? Yeah, uh, you want to be careful. You see how much work, and as a head coach, I'm there with them guys from every step of the way, from workouts starting in January in the weight room four days a week to you know all the way till the end. And uh, you know, you don't. It was a, it was a very disappointing loss for everybody, but you don't want to take away from the magical season that those guys had. It really you know? was. And I think the thing that choked me up is just life's unfair i mean that's how it works and and uh you win some you lose some but it i felt like they deserve more you know i mean at the end of the day you got you got to compete and you got you got to play right any given day as they say you can win or lose and uh but yeah i wish they had a little better ending than that you know unfortunately there's eight classes of football right and there's eight teams that have it end the way they want to in the whole state of illinois that's the reality of the situation but I certainly felt that they were they deserved a, a better ending than what they got. Um, but yeah, it was tough. I'm, I'm glad you reflect that way though, because I, I was doing that as I was uh, preparing tonight, and, and 
Um, in my mind, you were one minute away from running the table last season. I think if that Edwardsville game goes one more minute, yeah, you come out of there with a victory, and and uh, so that's a phenomenal achievement to to walk through, and and you rolled over opponents um, uh, pretty much all the whole season. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Four shutouts, five shutouts. Mm-hmm. Um, so so, uh, yeah. You, and these kids, and when they have their Al Bundy moments in in twenty thirty years, and start looking back at their high school days, um, they, they, there's going to be a lot of glory. They yeah, think, but about. I, but I think there's something to you said, some to what you said though too. I I think uh, for me. The losses hurt. I hate losing more than I, I like winning, if that makes sense. Oh, sure, sure. I get I mean, that. That's, that's my motivator. That's kind of the coaching mantra. Of, yeah. <laughs> it really they is. They stick with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, try it a couple years ago, you know, uh, when it came down to, to the end. Yeah. You know, uh, that'll always stick with me, you know, always. Yeah. But you, th- those are the best lessons learned, though, too, you know, whether as a coach or player or what have you, you know, those, those tough ones you don't forget, so. Yeah, you don't make those mistakes again. <laughs> so, so you 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 had a very senior laden team last year. Um, I think it was 20, 20 plus. Correct. That that, that you lose um, um, a lot of stuff at the skill position walks out the door. Um, I think you got a couple linemen back. Um, yeah, uh, a couple back defensively, uh, namely Chase Packett, uh, uh-huh. who's who's. Our guy, um, but uh, we replaced all five linemen. Uh, we replaced our tight end, our fullback, uh, a couple of our receivers, our quarterback. Uh, so it's it's about as bare going into it this year as, as we've had in a while. No, that's the reality of the situation. Yeah, yeah. Let's start talking about some of the, some of the kids that are that are going to fill that spot. And I know you're only two weeks into mm-hmm. into, into practice. You had some summer. Uh, time with them. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine uh, my speculation, uh, Dylan Beadle might be one you lean on. Absolutely, uh, uh, quite a bit. Uh, he showed flashes of brilliance last sure year. Sure did. Time, right? Competes at a very high level. Uh, and for the size, he's not. He's not the biggest kid on no. the field. But uh, you know the old expression: not not the size of the bulldog, but the size of the fight in the bulldog. Yeah. And that's he's the epitome of that. So he, yeah, he will be a guy that we will lean on very heavily. He he is considered one of our playmakers, one of our guys that we try to get a ball count or touch count on. Uh, there's there's certain guys in our offense that you know we feel these guys are going to shine under the lights and in, in the pressure moments, and and those are the guys you get the ball. And, and it doesn't make any of the other guys any less valuable. Everybody serves a role. I think that's the great thing about a, a football team, um, and everybody's got to know their role. You know, um, so uh, Dylan will definitely be one of those guys that we, we look to put the ball in the hands of. Um, but several others, too. Hunter Fry, uh, he was a guy that was not our feature back as that belonged to Travis Porter last year. But but Hunter is our feature tailback this year. Uh, we've got Jack Nemo as well and some two tailback sets that we're working. And uh, you got senior Phoenix Lewis who's going to get some reps in there. He's really improved. Just a process guy. You looked at him as a freshman and said, I don't know if this guy will see the field. Uh, when he's a senior or not, and, and he has just every year gotten better. And yeah, it just that's one of the fun things in high school, oh, isn't it? It's it great. is just to see the maturity from one season to the next of a kid. I it's remember, great. I remember going back to kind of your era a little bit, and uh, sophomore year to junior year, I think Tom Wells um, just blossomed, man. Yes. And the kid just uh, um, was a monster um, between those two seasons. He had talent his sophomore year, uh-huh. and, and, and uh, he, he put some work in and, and just blossomed, I think, between those two seasons. And that's, that my own son at that time uh, kind of did the same thing. And, yep. and, and uh, 
uh, just seeing the kids at that age um, that come up and, and go from one year to the next, and that's got to open your eyes um, uh, every season, I would think. Yeah, and it's to be surprised by certain kids, you know. Um, you know, where, well, is he going to get it this year or not? And, and, and how, how it just and, – and the kids stick with it. You know, we had a kid years ago on our quarterfinal team uh, where he was uh, – and that would have been when Sam Laporte was a senior. Uh, Clayton Ricky, probably not a lot of people know him. He played football since he was seven years old, never started a, a, a game in his life. And as a senior, was our starting center on a quarterfinal team, you know, and, and held his own all the way to the end. So it's those surprises that, you know, maybe a lot of people on the outside don't see and it really makes coaching a great profession well, that's, a, that's doubly impressive when you think um, uh, you had a quarterback stepping in for, for Garrett Marty at that time and, and Jack Edder. So you got a kid that is a, a, in a critical position like that uh, yeah. uh, with a new quarterback. Uh, uh, that's very impressive. Uh, neat stuff I didn't even realize. So yeah. so that's cool. That's yeah. cool. So. So, so yeah, yeah, you you you're playing around with a lot of that. I bet um, at this point, the the numbers there, you you. No, they're not. Our, our and and that's something that we we've looked at. Um, we've had a, a couple classes, particularly our freshman sophomore class, that have been very low in in numbers since they've been young, right? And uh, we're at about 53, 54 kids right now on our team, and that's the lowest maybe it's ever been since I've been here. This is my year 13 for yeah. me. Um, but the good news is we've got tremendous numbers, numbers like we've never had before at the quarterback club, and, 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 and better times are ahead. And, and football is a numbers game, right? right. Um, to get guys reps, younger guys reps, you got to have numbers, right? And uh, so, uh, you know, we, we take on a central team, right, that is kind of bumping up. I don't know if they bump up to 5A this year or not. Um, but, I mean, they got 103 kids on their team yeah. at Breeze Central. I was, I was going to touch on that, and we can segue into that right now. Is, and let's talk a little bit about that schedule. Um, when we talked last year, you threw some names out to me that, that um, potentially, because you knew you were switching with uh, mm -hmm. Edwardsville and, and Washington and Marion's going uh, deeper in conference. Um, yeah. so, so you knew you had some things to fill, but uh, you came up with three opponents you didn't talk to uh, us about right. last year. Uh, I'm especially curious about how Central came to be because um, that's near and dear to my heart. I played down there. I went to high school out there. It was part of okay. the. I, I can never m not mention when I was part of the first team at Central to beat Modern Day back in uh, 1978. That has to be said, so. absolutely. <laughs> so, so, I was uh, two years at Modern Day, so I know very well how that, how that rivalry yeah, is. Yeah, now rumor has it we did it on a fifth down. I don't know where that's oh, coming from. Okay. It was at Modern Day. They're officials, they're scorekeepers and stuff, so so I, I don't know where that is. Um, <laughs> uh, we scored in the last minute because of this supposed fit down, uh -huh, but uh, uh -huh. <laughs> it still counted. <laughs> uh, so so how how did yeah. Central come about? We were uh, obviously after losing what we what we lost in that senior class last year. We were going to, and that's uh, very complimentary towards my administration. Uh, they they do a great job of letting me kind of. Uh, have the say in who I want, to, who we want to play year in year out within our contracts, and and that's our job as coaches to be able to see what we got coming up, right, and put the appropriate schedule in there. I, I think years, Dennis, ago, uh, 
we, uh, you know, like I think of the Tanner Farmer years and, and year three and year four and year five, uh, where we, you know, went up against SHG or one of those juggernauts in the postseason, and we, we went 0-9 rolling through teams, you know. Uh, and, it, and I think, like, confidence has really caught up since then. But really what we took out of that is uh, we our, our stars are out at halftime, right, through nine games. And, you know, how well are we really preparing our kids for those 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 gut moments right uh, that are going to come in the postseason so we saw it after year three um, that we really need to identify those groups that we see coming up that are going to be you know pretty solid groups and really beef up that schedule and and and, and get them battle tested before going into the postseason so I thought that's something that we did really good with Sam's group all right um, and then and then the same thing again here with the experience we had coming back uh, you know, with this last year's group. So obviously we don't have that. We're in a different story this year. So, uh, but gosh dang, still uh, some v very good football opponents. Uh, Pre-Central, I mean, they're uh, they're up and coming. Their numbers are up. Coach Short's been there a long time. I, I was going to ask, is, is he the longest tenure guy in the area? They're, he's um, getting close. Yeah, there was a couple. Got... Paul Bosler was for a while until he, you know, stepped right. down last year. I know uh, uh, uh I know Coach Dan Rose at Waterloo is, Waterloo, is, yeah, is the longest tenured in our conference right, now. Right. Uh, I think hard to believe that time flies. I think I'm second as yeah, far as yeah, tenure yeah. goes now in our conference. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so but yeah, Brian, uh, Brian Short's done a terrific job down there at Central, and, yeah. and like you pointed out, the numbers are, are incredible. I mm -hmm. mean, you talk about a hundred kids, hundred plus. You only got six hundred in the school, six fifty on, on a good year. So that's. You figure 50-50 boys and girls, that's one out of every three boys um, uh, putting the pads on. Yeah, it's pretty that's, impressive. Uh, yeah. it, it really is. So, I, I mean, good for him. He, he's good, good, good coach, good person, and um, I'm very happy for him. And, and we're expecting a dogfight week one, you know. It's, it's week one. Both teams have been working hard all off season and and uh, But, yeah, we got them week one. We got uh, Muhammad Seymour, who I've never played before, never faced off. I think we played them years ago when I was maybe at modern day or before that, but uh, I've, we've, I've never personally never played them. And then uh, we have week three Mattoon, and we've, we're no stranger to Mattoon. We've, right. we've seen them in the playoffs, and oftentimes MVC will we'll take those non-conference switch games with Apollo Conference where right. Mattoon's from. Right. And then uh, week nine we got uh, Decatur St. Teresa. I know yeah. very little about them. I know their head coach was the Mike linebacker at U of I uh, for a period of time. And uh, you know, but they're they're private they're, school I, in Decatur, I, and I, re I refer to them as the Altoff of Central Illinois. There you go. You know, they're they're about the same size, and uh, they they can get talent from a, a wider pool, and uh, Decatur certainly has some. And so, what's so, yeah. the uh, state championship appearance or semifinal appearance? I think uh, last year or two well, they years won ago, it. they, they won it last year. Did they yeah, win it last they year? They were they ran the table last year. Okay, and. Um, um, so yeah, that's their only nine. two. Their only tough two games was the championship game, and the the other game was Effingham. And so so when you play a school at that at that level, uh, when they start playing up, it gets a little tougher for them, uh, regardless of who that that competition sure. is. And and so so you you at least have that probably going for you when you when you uh, square in the field. But uh, always a, always a tough team. Yep. Uh, Saint Teresa is. Stepping back to Central, one one other thing I wanted to ask you about is: uh, is there any thought uh, or discussion going on with getting them in the Valley? 
Um, and, and here's where I look at it. And you look at uh, CM, they're struggling. Um, and, and you look at their schedule, they're playing half the Cahokia Conference this year in their non-conference. They got Roxana, they got Wood River. Central's um, always played the Valley. They, they've always had a game. Um, they had a long series with the Mascuda uh, yeah. for years, and uh, they, they tested the waters with a couple other teams. We played them my senior year, and we played Triad. Um, and so so they've always uh, – uh, I, I could see Central uh, flipping with CM or a Columbia perhaps. Um, yeah, I think, I think CM is, is maybe our lowest enrollment in our conference. Uh, you've got Mascuda and Triad going just the opposite, right? They're, they're – they're upwards of 6A here in a couple yeah. of years, right? Uh, and, and the way they're talking about those towns expanding. Uh, and you look at Bree Central, right? And, and one of the towns that really pours into that is Aviston, and that town is, is booming right now. So uh, I think it would be a good fit. Uh, I, I, my knowledge on Central has not been real good as far as, you know, I, I know that they have not, not gone deeper in the playoffs than, they, than Coach Short and their staff has wanted to. Uh, maybe that's a reason why they're 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 beefing up their schedule a little bit um, too, but uh, we would definitely welcome that. I mean, a quality coach like like him and the program uh, like like they have at Bree Central. So, who knows? We had a mix up a couple of years ago and and kind of caused alarm of who was pulling out. And uh, we got a good thing going in our conference. Yeah. I, I think we're everyone would would agree that we have an outstanding conference and we're well represented in the playoffs every year. Um, so. If that shakeup happens, that that has to be something that everybody agrees upon, and and uh, but yeah, uh, uh, certainly a worthy opponent, yeah. a class program that would that we uh, entertain. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, the the um, you look at the valley schedule, and I was kind of studying this a little bit. Um, I kind of think of it like the um, National League Central right now, um, kind of anybody's division. Uh, and you look at the quality they had last year, four playoff teams, uh, but every one of you, uh, the teams lost a lot uh, to graduation mm -hmm. in, in the skill positions. Uh, does anybody stand out to you as far as what they might be, be returning? Um, well, word on the street is that uh, Triad's got uh, got some got some athletes. They got some big guys. They got some athletes. Uh, uh, we uh, we did some summer work with Altoff, who kind of did some stuff with us and 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 Triad and Mascuda. So they were the one constant there that played all three of us and that's what I kind of heard from coach Frazier who's Altoff's head coach is that you know they of the three of us they they kind of had probably more of the dudes I guess you could say now that doesn't equate to wins you know uh but um yeah I, I think uh you know you got to look at Triad and Mascuda in, in the past last two or three years and and see you know, those are probably well, legitimate groups. and the, and the un unknown with both those schools more so Mascuda than Triad is you don't know who's coming in from the base correct right um, and I think the thing you gotta look at too is gosh dang it I, I, I don't wish year one that we had here at Highlander me uh, on anyone but uh, Triad's got a new head coach in, in Calvin Pottis who former assistant of mine gave him a shot at defensive coordinator when he was a young coach and um, he, he wound up getting a teaching job and coaching over there and I think he's gonna do a fantastic job I think he's passionate about what he does uh, he's a good leader of men um, and he's uh, you know he's collaborated a lot he's not, he's not taking a job acting like he knows everything he really reached out to a lot of different people but all that being said it's still year one right right and I, right. I, I, I go back to 12 years Dennis and, and I mean, it was. I think I'm chasing my tail now. You were chasing your you know, week one. You know, you're teaching your coaches. You're teaching your players. You're trying to set a new culture for the program, and it just yeah. 
it's like anything. It just takes time, right? It never happens when, when you want it to, right? But, you know, I, I always think year three, right? I, I think that's whether you're starting a business or, you know, yeah. I, I feel like if you're doing things the right way, um, that year three is really that magic year that, that you're really pushing for. But, you know, you, you've seen certain people that have gone in year one and whether at any level, right? High school, college right. pros and just... They got the right guys and they yeah. do it. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't try to get too much into predictions. We, we really just focus on us and, 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 and how we can be our, the best we can be and, and know our opponent, yeah, right? know your enemy, as they say, and, 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 and bring it. That's an, an approach Hall of Famer Tony LaRusso always emphasized was that focus on what you can do. Absolutely. And, 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 Absolutely, it, 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 it can help. Um, in the it, yeah, and you you had you went through that uh, experience, but but you turned it around in year two. Yeah, you're in the you're in the postseason in year two. Yeah. Uh, so 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 yeah, it it can happen. Something you probably got to tell your kids um, when you face Matt, Matt too. They had a rough year last year, going uh, one and eight, but uh. uh you know how quickly that can turn. Mm -hmm. So, so Apollo's a lot like the Valley, right? They, uh, yeah. I don't think they're quite a strong year in year out, but they always have that one or two teams. I would in. agree. And and the team that really impresses me more than any other team in that Apollo is Effingham. I tell you what, the, uh, um, their their coach and guy, I can't off the top of my head, I can't think of his name, uh, but he is. Uh, I have a lot of respect for him. They are hard nosed. They're old school. They're pounding the ball, running play action off of it. I think that play action game's kind of gone out the window for a lot of teams. And for the life of me, I don't get it. Right? Uh, everybody got crazy with the RPO and all that. Right? RPO is great if you got a high school quarterback that can make the right decisions. Right? Otherwise, you got people in the stand saying, "Coach, why are we throwing the ball?" Well, I'm giving that decision to the 16 year old quarterback. Right? He's deciding whether to give or, or throw or keep. So, uh, you know, I. I I'm a big play action guy. That guy does a great, great job at that over there in Effingham. They're uh, a lot of respect for them over there. Uh, that, that they have been impressive, and um, um, it was impressive. You put them on a schedule after uh, flipping them with Charleston, um, who, who's been struggling for a few years. Correct. Right, and, and so, uh, but but it's it's neat to see a. a, a Put other teams like this on the schedule. As a fan, it's fun to see. Yeah. Uh, right. And, and they're good experiences, too. As, as a coach and player, We I remember going to Metamora. Um, I think it was Laporta's sophomore year or junior year, I think sophomore year. And uh, I never played Metamora in my life, you know. And as a coach, it was, it was I think it was a first-round playoff game. Um, nope, second round. Um, and uh, just the most – the best looking field I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, you know, just the pine trees as you're walking in, and the big scoreboard, and it's just, uh, yeah, new experiences, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, um, uh, speaking of uh, scoreboard, is is that happening out here? That is happening. Uh, keep your fingers crossed; it'll be ready week one. Uh, we're we got a couple projects going, getting uh, getting a new scoreboard. It'll be a video board, um, and then uh, we've got new play clocks being installed. And then we are also, I'm kind of working hand in hand with my, our booster club to get uh, flags. We went to Washington week one last year and really loved the presentation they had of those flags. It just made it look feel like more game day uh, uh, atmosphere. So, and we've been trying to find for years a way to start uh, honoring our, uh, our accomplishments of our past, past teams. So we'll have a flag devoted to conference champions throughout yeah. our history. Conference, uh, uh, quarter finalists, semi finalists, 
I've got one mm -hmm. for, for a state championship when we get to that point, right? Yep. It's kind of just a little, you know, little uh, incentive right. Right, for the boys. Right. Um, and then years we were in playoffs, right? So all that's there and just trying to show the rich history that we have here and that we're all proud of uh, in this town. And I think that's really excited about that flag right. project. I think that's, that's going to come awesome. out really that's nice. Awesome. Yeah. The, the only other thing missing is a, a bigger press box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know that everybody's been pushing that. And, God, there's only so much money, so we'll try to try to focus on that was things. A, that, that was said selfishly, that's all. <laughs> no, I, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> Well, Coach, um, I know I know you're pressed for time this time of year, and uh, it, it's always great to catch up. Um, anything else to, to throw out there? Just that uh, look forward to having everybody out there. We, we are having two special events this year, so I'm glad you asked that. Uh, week one at home, uh, we are going to give a Lifetime Achievement Award uh, to my father, Jim Warnicky, who spent... Uh, I don't know if awesome. I can count that high. Yeah. Uh, many years in football at the youth level and the high uh, school level. He was coaching my, my oldest um, back in the, the late 80s. Yeah. yeah, got seven on seven going in our town uh, when no one else was doing it around here. Um, and so we're going to honor him. And then, of course, uh, Steve Langston, who oh, teacher, awesome. yeah. principal, AD, uh, you know, head coach, um, uh, retired and now a uh, booster club member who was a big part of getting us a turf field and really I think advocating on behalf of athletics where I felt like we've fallen behind in our district in comparison to other conference schools so uh, we're excited about that 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 presentation week one and then week three we're going to honor our 10-year uh, anniversary of our 2013 team uh, Tanner Farmer and the boys and and uh, that that team uh, after going 0-9 as sophomores with many of them playing in playing varsity football uh, year three uh, of our program, those guys went 11-0, uh, and 0, uh, losing to the eventual state champion, Sacred Heart Griffin, um, in, yep. the, in the quarterfinals. Well. So we're going to honor that whole team and coaching staff in week three before Mattoon kickoff. So no, that's awesome. That. I, mean, I look forward to that. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. That'll, that'll be fun. I, I enjoy all those um, um, items you, you mentioned. Uh, your your dad, Steve. Steve, I can... I can uh, uh, Bo and Steve, anytime, anywhere. We we both grew up down there in uh, Belle Valley, East yeah. St. Louis area. Yeah. And, uh, so we can we can swap stories about that and uh, anything since then. So so he's a great a great um, asset for Highland, and uh, it's, I'm glad to see him getting honored. Yeah. <clears throat> well, all right. Um, I, we're looking at doing some things on Bulldog Radio throughout the season, so we may may pick your brain a little bit I here and it. there, and um, um, we look forward to to kicking off. Uh, a week from week from Friday, right? Yes, yeah. sir. It's yeah, coming. It's right. a week from Friday. Can't come uh, soon enough. You ask uh, the boys. So yeah. are the same people putting the scoreboard in. The ones putting one in at Central. I saw. Uh, uh, oh, are they getting one there too? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I can't tell yeah. you that, but uh, we're excited though. Yeah, that's two years in a row. You were a little nervous last year on the field being done in time. And yeah. So, so yeah. that turned out okay. So and and that scoreboard days. too. I just wanted to plug. Um, uh, Apex and and uh, oh yeah, I mean those guys have been incredible. Uh, what they did for donating, uh, being our major donor for the field and and that scoreboard. It's uh, former players, right? Alumni uh, giving yeah. back to the program, giving back to the community. Yeah, wasn't and, Steve on the '89 uh, playing around then? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Real good. Well, well, thanks a lot for, for popping in uh, in your busy schedule. It's always fun. So uh, good luck. All right. Thanks for having me on, Dennis. You Appreciate betcha. It.
That's Coach Jimmy Warnicke, the Highland Bulldogs. We'll have a broadcast on BulldogRadioHighland.com coming up a week from Friday on the 25th. Um, get on out there if you can, but if you can't, tune us in. Thanks for listening to From the Bench with Dench. Remember, you can catch all our episodes on your favorite streaming service uh, like Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, TuneIn Radio, and any of the uh, major players in the streaming world. Thanks for joining.